It is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412. I'm Tyler. With me, as always, is Smitty. Be sure to go follow us on all of our social medias at Around the 412. It's on the ticker down below if you're watching over on YouTube. And also down below, whether you're listening on a pl- listening platform over on YouTube, we got everything custom designs link for Facebook and Etsy. Is our friend Haley Wagner, small business for customized clothing. Uh, she got s- shirts, hoodies. You might get Valentine's Day apparel. You can get some Around the 412 apparel, but go check that out. We got the links in the description of the show on every single show. This is the Penguins episode, which means we're going to be pissed off this episode um, because the Penguins officially stink. They have stunk for a while. They've been pretty mediocre for most of the season, but I think that I am – I mean, maybe I'm at rock bottom right now. I, I, I might be at rock bottom that I've been at this entire season. That's including a 0 for 100 power play percentage um, earlier this season. I, I don't know what to do with this team. I we've debated like we're going to we say we need to like give it time and see what they're going to do after this past weekend. I'm just ready to completely quit on the team. Not necessarily they should sell, but I just don't want to watch them anymore. Well, every time that it looks like, you know, from the beginning of December until when we recorded last week, I had mentioned that they only had like five regulation losses. Like, sure, they were losing a lot of games uh, in overtime and shootouts, but they were at least gaining a point. Uh, these past two games, not much to write home about. I, I, that first game against Vegas kind of brought up a lot of bad memories from the 2022 season where it's like, you know, they go into the third period with a two-goal lead and within five minutes of each other, back-to-back-to-back goals by Vegas. My Don't sister was at that game, by the way. My sister and brother-in-law. Well, nice job. Thanks. Um, <laughs> nowhere to place my blame. But it, it just it, a lot of the same warts that we saw from the 2022 season kind of revealed themselves in that one. And, um, you know, it's it, anytime that that happens, it's like hard to pinpoint exactly what it is or why it is just a very fragile, vulnerable team. In my opinion, um, they just, they're not, for whatever reason, they don't respond well to adversity, uh, at least in game. Now, maybe on a game to game basis, maybe this team bounces back from these two terrible losses and does go on a little bit of a run. There's just no evidence to me to look at, to say, I have a lot of faith in that happening Um, for that reason. I just, you know, you look at that last 20 in Vegas and then the way that they parlay that into this game against Arizona, which, you know, no business losing that game, especially in the fashion that they did just an embarrassing effort in their own end. Um, And a lot of the same culprits in both of those games, just really bad defending in front of the goaltender, um, very poor play in their own end. Uh, and there's too many passengers on a night in night out basis, you know, Sid, Jake, pretty much trying to drag them to a, at least one point every single night, seemingly, but not enough people willing to join the cause. You know, you might have a, a Lars Eller pot one like you did against Arizona, Ryan Graves getting a random fluky goal uh, against Vegas that opened up the story. But on a night, a night to night basis, you don't have enough guys that are seemingly, I, I don't know if it's a lack of effort. I never want to question that, but contributing um to the cause on a night in and night out basis it's pretty much sid's line and a lot of passengers and i don't want to the goaltending has been pretty solid for the most part too and haven't had a ton of help in front of them so but you get my point more often than not there's way too many guys just along for the ride 
Yeah, including guys that are supposed to be key players, supposed to be contributing, even though we knew that a bottom six wasn't going to. Like Evgeny Malkin has been pretty cold recently. We actually Brian got a Rust question about him. Has yeah. been pretty cold since he came back from injury. I I don't think that. And granted, I am completely basing my opinions on the Penguins off of these two games right now. I'm just letting everybody know that little preface. My, that is my <laughs> thought say, process the, the right way now. You open this up. I got it. I kind of got the vibe. So my my thought process is based off of these past two games. I mean, what a piss poor effort in Arizona. I I think that that was awful, especially the way yeah. you ended in Vegas. You would think that they would come out pretty fired up in that Arizona game, and they came out pretty flat. They came out dead. I I obviously. They they jump out to or Arizona scores first and then they come back in the tie of the game, and then was it Sid uh, took the lead I believe because we didn't tie the game again we took the lead Arizona ties it shortly after then they take a three goal it, it it's ridiculous how bad they looked from top to bottom outside of a couple players on the entire roster in that Arizona game and closing out that. Las Vegas game was ridiculous. The collapse, it reminded me, you, you you hit it on the head. Like that reminded me of last season so much where you just implode on yourself. You can't close out the game and you end up losing in regulation. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous what we saw in Vegas. The, the, the just absolute meltdown that we saw in that third period. I, I think that this team... Oh, man, they are just the shell of last year with different players. That's what they are. And that's realistically, even though they've done a few good things this season, they've had a few good stretches of games at times this season. That's more or less what they are, is the similar team that they were last year. And it's Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, how much of the difference from last year to this year simply is the goaltending? I mean, yeah, that's true. You didn't get this type of goaltending that you got last year, um, yeah. But it's 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 mind blowing to me, and I can accept it if it's going to be your your bottom six, if it's going to be some of your defensive parents. Like we, that's some stuff that we expected. But when you get and don't even get me started on this freaking power play, holy crap, they are bad. Yeah. 0 for 4 in these two games, 0 for 3 specifically in Arizona, and not to mention on a delayed penalty, you get an uh, own goal, which yeah. obviously Malkin is probably going to get the brunt of the blame from a lot of people. To me, Latang, you're an idiot. What are you doing doing a blind pass backwards with an empty net? Why are you doing that? That's the that's the wildest part, is you know, is such a gaffe, maybe one of the biggest in Penguins history. You know, I don't know the entirety. I don't I don't have a Rolodex here of the entire history of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But that's got to be one of the more embarrassing moments in history of the team. And it was from two of the top seven, eight players in franchise history that made it. Like, <laughs> just wild to have that occur. And, and, you know, we've talked about the lack of power play results in favor of. But it's not only that. It's, it's what they're doing to hurt the team as well. Not only are they not helping, they're actively hurting this hockey team when they do stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know how somebody doesn't lose their job over a situation like that happening. Maybe Chris Letang and Denny Malkin thought that it would. Maybe that's why they did it. They did it on purpose, hoping uh, Todd Reardon wouldn't wake up with a job or fly back with a team from Arizona. Didn't work. He's still with the team. He's still employed. Um, so, But all jokes aside, uh, 
yeah, that was one of the more baffling things that I've seen. I was pretty convinced up until that point, even though at the time they were losing three to three to two, that they would come back in that hockey game. Um, once that happened, I turned off the game. Uh, Arizona did add another one to make it five two. Old friend Nick Buch dad scored that one. Jason Zucker, another old friend, scoring the goal to open up the game. So why not? Um, but yeah, I, I think that you know those last two games have kind of just been uh the cherry on top so far of this season and where this team is at right now again possibility that they write the ship uh are they even going to have the opportunity to do so some of these questions are going to that we got asked uh from twitter are going to be about the deadline and the direction that they should go and stuff like that but i actually want to open up with this one from gary because man this really got my mind going and it's a great question uh he said does being on a team with sid and tanger Make a guy like Gino look like he's aging faster than normal. Man, that's really that's a really good question, in my opinion. And we've talked a lot about uh, – I'll answer first. We've talked a lot in the past about how Sid's game has aged and how Latang's game has aged and you know the, just the cardio machines they are obviously playing into that as well. But just their ability to adapt their game with the time and while not being the fastest or the most talented anymore – just being able to to seamlessly cater their game to the way that the the NHL is going, I think in Gino's case. Now we're still talking about a guy that has 38 points in 44 games or whatever it is this year. Still on the surface productive. I think his game is more reliant on the surroundings and people around him, whereas you know Sid can create for himself and others. Uh, and I'm not saying Gino can't. I just think it's on a lesser level at this point in his career. Um, and Latang, it's a little bit harder because you're talking about, you know, a defenseman compared to a forward, but like still taking into consideration that, like just looking at in their position, the way that their games have aged uh, still. I mean, Chris Latang can play 27 minutes a night, uh, and I think he's gotten better in his own end as time has gone on. Gino, I think, is still a very good player, but I think at this point in his career, he's probably a little bit more dependent on others than Sid is, than Latang is, and than he once was at a certain point in his career, probably even, you know, last year or two years ago, I think you're seeing a version of him that isn't even at that level this season. I'm trying to think of what would make Gino feel older in this scenario, him being on the current team that he is um, being with Sid and being with Latang and seeing how they're aging and everything. Or if you just took him and plucked him on one of the youngest teams in the league, if that would make him look even older, like it would he look like, and obviously you just mentioned the point totals. It's, it's, it's apples and oranges, but like, would he mm-hmm. look more like a Jeff Carter on that sort of team in our eyes? Cause yeah. we're the oldest team in hockey. Yeah. I'm, sure. And I, I mean, I mean, stri- I'm speaking strictly of just like how he's aging because I, I feel like he might be masked how he's aging because of how old our team is. I think there's a chance he could look even older hmm. on a different team that's younger. That's interesting. Yeah, like you know, plop him into Chicago as Connor Bedard C2. Or like Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, Ottawa is a good one too. Yeah, I don't know. Know. it just Maybe. makes me think. Like I I can go back and forth with it. I think that there's there's a chance obviously comparing him to your peers, and I guess that that's the question specifically, so I guess I should say yes. I think that when you compare him to guys like Sid and guys like Latang, who seemingly like either don't age or they're aging very well because they're adapting their games, and Latang is just a cardio king, and 
uh, Sid is just an, an animal, but I, I think if you compare him that way, yes. But if you're going, if you open it up to a team wide level, I think that he would look older on one of those younger teams. I think that it gets it masked even more being on the Penguins because they're like one of the oldest, if not the oldest. Are they the oldest team in hockey? I believe so. Yeah, I think it gets masked a little bit more at a team wide level. But when you're comparing him to uh, the no, no, wait, no, 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 I think Washington. I think Washington is. Okay, yeah, I think you're right too. Yeah, the team wide level. A little bit I'd younger yes. this off season. With trading Jeff Petrie and and Ruda and replacing them with with like Carlson's younger than Petrie, so they made some moves that slightly made them younger, but not by a whole lot. Yeah, interesting um, question. Yeah, uh, King Clarky, how are we feeling about against what trade now? I just I don't think it's happening. I regardless of. Like I said, what, a week ago? Is that when we talked about it? I don't think it it reflects on... I just don't see them moving on from Gensel, regardless of what happens from now until the end of the So do you think he's going to resign, or do you think that they're just going to let go into... No, I think think he will resign. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I really have trouble with it. Um, If it was the same front office and ownership group, uh, as the ones that brought in Gensel and have been around, I would feel as comfortable as you seemingly are having the same opinion. Um, I think that Dubas realizes that this isn't like, obviously he wants to win now. I, I think everything that he said um, has kind of made that clear talking about obviously the present, him not necessarily thinking about the future right now or not putting all his, pushing all his chips into the future. Um, still wants to win because anytime you got Sidney Crosby, Denny Malkin, Chris Letang, Eric Carlson, you got to try to win right now. At the same time, with the contract he signed, um, and with the the powerful position that he is in, having the roles roles multiple that he has for this team, I think he realizes that he's here for the long haul and he can take his time with this process, and he is going to be the one to to rebuild it when the time comes to do so. Um, I'm leaning more towards a trade happening. I don't know that I'm fully on that side yet, but I'm leaning more towards it than where I was a week ago. Um, just because of some of the things that have gone on in my mind along with the team's performance. Um, and I really think that Dubas is going to value what the return could be. Now I'll say it's completely dependent on that for me. Like if we're talking an NHL player, a prospect in a first round pick, I, I think Dubas is going to want to do that. Now, if you're talking about, you know, I don't know what, what the price is going to be for a rental winger of Jake Gensel's caliber, but if it's anything less than that, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm willing to go into as far as I can with him under contract and hope that I can work something out. I think that if you trade Jake Gensel, you are you might as well just hit the hard reset and you are basically, and I understand you have your core still, mm-hmm. but from what we've seen, that doesn't mean anything to have that core still, at least because they can't carry the team that they used to be able to. And if you're taking away one of the two players that offensively is carrying this team, then you're hitting the hard reset. You are officially rebuilding the Penguins. 
You're not in a retooling. I I think that if you get Gensel out of here, you are officially in a hard rebuild with the way that this team's currently I guess, constructed. I guess the question is how much can you even do? Like how much can you rebuild right now? Like with the way that their contracts are. You can't well, and that's that's I think that if you if you trade Gensel, I just don't see this team getting vastly vastly better in any way. You are going to be stuck for several seasons. I think they're going to be Yeah, cuz I mean I, I think that like, you know, domino effect, if you're going to do something like that, if you are going to all of a sudden be looking to move assets that are movable, you know, as much as I hate it, Marcus Patterson certainly comes into play as somebody that you can move and seemingly get a return for. Uh, I know he's injured right now, but Riley Smith certainly, I would think, would be on the table with just one year left on his contract. And you then, can I mean, see if can... Russell would wave his no movement clause. Sure, I was just, you know, I was going to bring up him and Raquel. Like, you know, are they going to be suitors for those guys despite their contracts? And despite, you know, does, does Raquel have any type of clause on his deal? I don't think he does. Modified no movement clause. He just has, he, he has to, okay. he has to give a list of eight teams. So I mean, he could still I, go to. Yeah, but like, man, was was everybody just getting those in their contracts when Hextall was here? Like, yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody was getting six years and. Everybody was getting the the modified or full no movement clauses. Yeah. I I think that I, I genuinely believe that I genuinely do. If you are trading Jake Kensel, who is one of the keystones of your organization right now, mm-hmm. then you just need to hit the hard reset. And as much as that would suck to have to watch Sidney Crosby at a point per game plus level still have to go through a full on rebuild while he's still playing for the team, that's something that you're going to have to do because I don't see any way that you could improve the team because if you're trading a guy like Gensel, you're not making a quote unquote hockey trade. Like you're not trading a player for a player straight up and you're trying to see if they can improve their situations on the different teams. You are literally trading one of the keystones of your organization and you have nobody to replace him. You have nobody in the AHL that's ready to come up and going to take that spot. Literally no one. You're one of the worst farm systems in the NHL. So you are literally taking your team and saying we are hitting reset. And that's what I think it is. So if that trade ends up happening, get ready Penguins fans because it is going to be bad for several seasons. One, the way you just said get ready Penguins fans kind of reminded me of Josh Gatsoff who brought us into this show. Uh two, <laughs> I don't know. I think you're completely forgetting about Sam Poland here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot about our first round pick in the 2019 draft when we're talking in January of 2024. I can't wait for him to come up. Um, no, but I mean everything that you said certainly makes sense. And I'm not advocating for it happening, by the way. I would like to see Jake Gensel extended in Pittsburgh. I just I think that it's it's entered my mind a lot more as of late than it was even just a week ago. Yeah. I think what we talked about is what they should do. If you're if you're not trading Jake, then you shouldn't trade anyone outside of like if you think you're making your team better to make a post like if you're trading like one player or so to make a mm-hmm. postseason run. But if you're trading Jake, you might as well clean house. Because what are you playing for at that point? As then? as much as you can. As much as you Again, can. As much as, you can. The... as much as you can. I guess, you know, Alex Nadalkovic might be a nice little trade chip as well. Absolutely. I mean, look at look at the way he's playing. I think that, I mean, a team like Carolina might be interested in him. A reunion there. Yeah. Uh, Last one from Nick here. (laughs) Are the Pens dead? Simply put, are the Pens dead? To me, right now, absolutely. 
I mean, <laughs> it is a chore to watch them sometimes. When they win, it's not as much of a chore. But when over this past weekend, especially the time of the games, and we talked about it, it was worse for you because it's an hour later. It's worse for East Coast yeah. people. Me in Central Time Zone, not as bad, but still, whenever you're, whenever you're talking about these late hockey games and you have to watch them to get this type of effort, yeah, it's they're, they're dead to me right now. I Although they could win three games in a row, and next week we're talking <laughs> about how they're the best team in the league. So Yeah, uh, Panthers, Canadians, Jets is who they will play before the next time that we talk on here. Um, you know, life comes at you fast in this league, and, and they could. They could be right back basically into a playoff spot again by the time that we talk next week, depending on what happens around them. And they got some games at hand as well. Um, yeah, I just – this team is a roller coaster, man. Really hard to, like, always have a hand uh, on the pulse of this team and figure out where they are. Like, very tough evaluation. But I, I think it's important to not get too caught up in the ebbs and flows of it in the short-term results i feel like they've kind of shown us who they are big picture and uh it, it is what they're you know it is what it is they're a fringe wild card team that may or may not make it and it's probably going to depend on if you know if gino can wake up and said can continue to carry him and uh, if they trade jake gensel probably big that's probably the most important thing that's going to determine where they end up finishing you know, do they keep Jake Gensel and try to make a run at this thing just to be a potential wild card team? Or do they kickstart the future right now at this deadline? I'll give the final reason why, as of this recording right now on January 23rd, why they're not trading Jake Gensel today, because they're still Listen five points out of a they're, they're they're still five points out of a wild card, yeah. and they have two games in hand on the Detroit Red Wings. They have three games in hand on the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've got 48 points. Both of those teams have 53 points. They're, they're still in the mix. They're still fighting for that that wild card sure. spot, playoff spot. And they haven't gotten to that point in the schedule that we keep talking about where it's just going to be like a bunch of games against the division and they're all four-point games. Like they're, they're not in that stretch of hockey yet. So Unfortunately, that all happens after the trade yeah. deadline. So, <laughs> so if yeah. we do nothing at the trade deadline, then... Uh, We'll Clark, Clarky thinks we're trading Gensel. I mean, it, very clear by his timeline uh, as of here's late. The, that here's he the thing I'll say about trading Gensel, regardless of how I feel about what what the what I think it does for the Penguins' outcome. Great content. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want you want to talk about something to talk yeah. about? Give us something to talk yeah. about that's juicy. Oh, that would be, be one be that one. like that'll be one. I'm not waiting for the podcast. You know, like we're making a short video talking about it, like the minute it happens. We're making a short podcast, or we're making a short video that week. We're messaging Jesse, seeing if he wants to hop on here, break down mm -hmm. what he thinks is happening. Yeah, we're we're. I mean, that, probably be... let's let's be real. Probably sending an email to the agent of whatever player came back in the trade. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll have to wait till postseason, but we're probably going to get Getzy back on here to to talk about what happened. But yeah, I got a bone to pick with him about Ryan Graves anyway. So yeah, he definitely has to come back on. Also, I got dude, I don't know if you noticed, but in that Arizona game, he kind of like gave a backhand shot to uh Jason Zucker talking about he how he's like one of the streakiest players in the NHL because he's like when he's I, on, he's 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 on like one of the best in the NHL, but when he's off, 
man, he's <laughs> he basically just gave him a backhand compliment because of how streaky the Jason Zucker was. It was so funny. Speak to Jason Zucker, maybe the best goal celebrations in the league. I wish he scored like 50 a year just to be able to watch him. Um, Should have also a year in Pittsburgh. This is a, a less uh, serious note, but Clarty did also ask, where do you think Sid goes and drops in PUBG? Military base. He's not a puss. I mean, that was very, that was a very confident, quick answer from you. So I'm, I'm going to roll with that as well. Uh, you if you ever played PUBG, fast. you understand. If you're talking about yeah. the OG PUBG map, he, he drops military base. There you go. All right. Uh, all right. Let us know your thoughts in the comments about what we talked about. Are the Penguins going to hold on? I almost feel like I should put out a poll on this as well when I post this. Um, should the Penguins trade out every the, week? Or what? Yeah, true. Or would the Penguins trade Jake Gensel in their current state? Let us know how you feel about anything that we talked about. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Uh, follow us at Around the 412 on all social media platforms. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening to Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, check out the links in the description of the show as well. Everything Custom Designs, Facebook, and Etsy there. Custom clothing from our friend Haley Wagner. Everything but hats, so T-shirts, hoodies, again, every different type of clothing really that you can think of Let's get some valentine's day stuff get a get a head start on some easter stuff as well it's an earlier easter i believe it's in march this year as opposed to april end of march so uh yeah hit her up everything custom designs for tyler for smitty this has been the around the 412 penguin show go check out another video popping up right now we'll see you next time Bye bye <laughs>